Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Jerry Patrol and Ron Hatfield. Jerry is a software developer by day. He's also a USBC Silver Certified Coach. Ron is a USBC Gold Certified Coach. He's coached in numerous different programs overseas and here stateside. So, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for joining me on the Above180.com podcast. Thank you, Tim. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I thought we'd bring both of you guys on because you both have a very uh, great role and an integral part of a new app out there that's called Track My Role. So let's begin with you, Jerry, first and talk about this app and kind of why did you develop this app and, and how do you think it's going to help bowlers? As you know, it's you know it's a shot tracking app, and the only real thing that a consumer um, has had out there that you know kind of comes close to this would be the old Digitrack uh, package that uh, has been around for geez, maybe 15 years or something like that, um, which is a very expensive package and something I think really only pro shops could get their hands on in the past. Um, but um, more so than that, I really wanted to contribute something to the bowling world that was you know, my very own. Um, I'm a software developer by trade. Um, I'm a bowling coach. And so those two things kind of made it natural for me to want to do something technical. Um, I've always kind of been fascinated with the little technical aspects of bowling and quantifying the things that happen on the lane. Um, as you know, I did some work for uh, BowlerX uh, several years ago on their website and some of their videos. And um, Lee Sant, the owner, had gotten his hands on Digitracks. And we tried for several weeks with very little success trying to get it set up. It, it really required some old equipment that, you know, we had to go digging for, old types of cables. And it was, it was frustrating. And, you know, we all really were hoping to get that functionality and, and play with it and learn from it. So that was the seed that really made me want to, you know, 
get into this and see, you know, why can't we, and with the modern technology we have, why can't we put this onto a phone and get it out there so anyone can use it if they want to. And so then you reach out to Ron Hatfield. So Ron, USBC, you know, gold certified coach, you've coached around the world. You've been coaching for a number of years. What did, what were your thoughts when Jerry approached you about this? And as a coach, what were your initial, uh, what was your initial feedback on this? Well, I was very excited because I had used its tracks in the past. And although it's a great program, again, very expensive, uh, a little bit more difficult to use from a setup standpoint. So when Jerry approached me and said that he had a handheld version and a phone or an iPad, I was all ears because the data that you get from it is incredible and the portability of this app just made it a no-brainer. And I've known Jerry for a couple of years now and and I like the way he coaches and the way he works. And so working together with him on this, to me, was was an, an easy yes. And so then for, for both you guys, would you say this is something uh, – let's start with the coach, both you guys do coaching. But let's say how does it um, – who would you say is your main target for this? Is it coaches? Is it a player? Is it uh, all of the above? Yeah, I'd say it could be really and anyone who's interested in, in seeing – their shot pass from a different perspective, you know, kind of demystifying the, you know, the myth of what we think we see on the lane to what's actually happening and putting some numbers to that. Um, so sure. Coaches um, have really liked it. I know, you know, a, a number of, of high level coaches, Ron included, who, who started using this and have said really good things about it. Um, the so-called bowling geeks tend to really like it. Um, and, you know, anyone, really anyone who wants to, you know, some extra information that can add to their game would benefit from this, I think. So, Ron, you've been coaching a number of years. How has technology really changed the way you're able to coach and how you're able to help bowlers nowadays versus back in the day? It's amazing. I can't even, it's like with cell phones. I can't even imagine using a payphone. And I know back in the day I did. But with technology, coaching without it, to me, I just can't even remember when I did that because it seems impossible. And it makes it so much easier for the coach to do better things for the players, but it also helps the player to to see what is happening and to get, whether it's motion analysis or whether it's the data on track my role, the, the data and the, and the visualizing it in real time really helps both the, the coach and player to get to quicker answers and quicker improvement. And when I teach bronze and silver classes, I tell my coaches in the room, you know, it's not even an option anymore. You, you've got to have some type of motion analysis, some type of data collection. If you're not using technology, you're really not doing your bowlers any justice in today's game. One of the other things that this app really helps bowlers to do is, like you're saying, uh, Ron, can, can bowlers, though, can we, <laughs> if we're coming to you for a lesson, can we sometimes have too much information in our head and then we get too confused with things? So is there a way you scale things back based on the skill level of the bowler? Or how do you handle that when you're coaching? No, that's a great question because it is very easy, whether in a private lesson or in a clinic situation, to overload people with information. I, I've always been of the belief I'd rather overload people if that is going to happen versus not give them enough because at some point they're going to have time to digest it later. But, you know, you don't want people to leave the lesson or the clinic feeling overwhelmed in a negative way like this was not helpful to them. So you do have to explain each item to them. And I think that 
you know, I try to do that very diligently where I explain whether it's a skill that they're working on or the data and track my role. I try to really explain it thoroughly and slowly so that they get it. And if I see that look in their eyes or that look on their face that, you know, I've kind of gotten good at seeing when it does happen, then I back off a little bit and I just kind of scale it down a little bit. But most people can handle the information very clearly and very easily. I'll second what Ron said there, having been on both sides of, you know, the, the teaching situation with him. I've learned from, been in classes with him and I've taught classes with him. And that explanation of why we're giving you what we're giving you, that's the extra difference that we need. So if you're using an app, why, what's exactly what does this data mean to you? You know, if teaching you a technique or something about a ball court, what does it mean to you? That's that's really important to include that. So, Jerry, what is your the biggest uh, takeaway that you've had from using this app? And when you've been out on the lanes, you said you coach. We met and we talked a little bit at the Open Championships not too long ago in Vegas. How have you been able to put this into play in your game and, um, and make it work for you, I guess you could say? Sure, and thank you again for breakfast. Um, uh, I think with me personally, when I'm coaching i get a lot out of the showing a bowler where they're hitting at the arrows as opposed to where they think they're hitting at the arrows and where their break point is those are very useful i found um my own personal game is um i get a lot out of the way down uh, points on the lane just because i have some drift problems here and there and some a reverse loop swing problem so um i work on getting my lay down point uh, more consistent, and that's where to me. So I think you know everyone can take away some little different bit of it that helps them more than someone else. I know, guys, on experience, we're bowling on a challenge pattern down here. We're bowling on the 2016 Open Championships team pattern. Well, I use a scoring app that I went back and you put down in that app. You know the equipment you use where you stood and where you're, you know, where you're hitting. And I went back and used that as a point of reference. Granted, obviously the conditions aren't even nowhere near the same, but it at least gave me a good starting point and frankly it was very similar to what we had in reno so i can see and i've used you know certain apps that have helped people as well that at least give you a starting point so you're not starting off fresh when you come into a house in a center and sometimes people always think you're being you know an, an introvert by using these apps and by always going in and putting in your scores and where you're standing where you're looking where you're you know what your ball you know tracking your shots each frame but really ron it really has to be done and for both you guys it almost has to be done if you want to take that your game to that next level, and you see the pros use it all the time, and even the, the best amateurs in the world are doing the same thing. Yeah, I want to get back to this Vegas breakfast thing. How did I miss out on that? <laughs> <laughs> We're Take an egg. For that. <laughs> no, it's, um, it is critical, especially for players that are aspiring to be college level or international players or maybe even professional players. You know, they have to – really start to get more consistent with their shot making. I think a lot of amateurs don't quite understand how good the pros are, how good the elite players are, and how consistent their shot making is. And when you do a data set on Track My Roll and you put shots on top of each other and you can see the consistencies or the inconsistencies, it really opens your eyes to both the player and the coach where you need to spend time working on your game if you want to get to that level, because if you do that type of data set with a lot of professionals, it'll look like the same shot. And that's very difficult to achieve, and it takes high-level training, and this app can really show those deficiencies if you have those. So, Ron, I guess I want to hit a couple other coaching 
questions at you, you and get your thoughts on them as someone, like you said, a USBC a gold coach and everything. This year, one of the big topics you're seeing on a lot of the forums and discussion boards is topography. And as we found out, we had one of the, the, the dreaded 30, 33 and 34 pair for our team event at the South Point. And that seems to be the pair that everyone says, oh, boy, you get this pair and, and good luck. You're going you're gonna to need it. Um, is, is that something, I mean, topography's always been out there, obviously, but is that something as well that bowlers are now being more, uh, it's, it's more of a teaching tool for bowlers to understand when they go out on the lanes, or is that just, I don't want to say it's an excuse for bowlers, but it seems like you can go in with, if you know you're on that pair and you know it's a little bit, quote-unquote, tougher of a pair, you go in with that negative mindset off, out of the gate. How much time do we have? Because this is a great topic. I could go on all day about this, because I'm so glad you asked about this. It is a very under-discussed and under-known variable in our sport. It's been there, obviously, forever, but it hasn't really been in the limelight like it should have been decades ago. And topography is going to influence your ball motion more than anything else that you can think of because topography is gravity, and there is no stronger force on the planet. And it's amazing how much a fraction, very little fraction of an inch of being off-level can throw your ball off course. And lane-to-lane, it's going to be dramatic. There are no two lanes in the world the same. And I understand, did you see the topography map at South Point? I did. That's what, Yeah, that's what a lot of people are making the, the comments on and discussing. And I'll tell you what, I am so thrilled that they are offering those this year. I wish, now when I coached internationally, uh, we had those at every tournament after it started coming out. And I would basically not even bother looking at the oil graph. And I would spend all my time looking at the topography maps because those were very true we could get lined up a lot quicker moving pair to pair. People really need to start to understand how important that variable is and then really start to understand that when you see differences from lane to lane or pair to pair, it's not that the oil machine messed up or the the mechanic messed up. It's topography, and people need to stop making excuses for what their ball's doing and start listening to their ball and do what it tells them because it's gravity affecting your ball, and you can't change that. And those maps are really accurate. It's amazing. I, I studied those so much when I was doing tournaments overseas, and it was hard to find a lane that didn't react the way that the map said it would. Whereas you put a pattern on top of that, and a lot of people think that that oil graph pattern is going to tell you where to play, and it's, it's not because you ha- the oil graph is going to be affected by topography, and that's the one that really matters. So uh, my question for you then regarding topography, South Point's a relatively new install, you could say. It seems like there's a lot of discrepancies already. Is that just based on the play? How, how can the lanes get so you know, out, of, out of whack in quotation marks in such a, you know, a relatively short period of time? I can sum that up in one statement. Lanes are installed by humans. So it's all based on human element. Now, let me ask you this: as as someone, I kind of, I almost, you know, put half tongue in cheek, you know. So this is the reason I had two ninety seven at the turn on on that pair. I just felt like, but for me, I was thinking, I'm throwing, I'm not rolling the ball well. I'm missing my target three or four left, which is why the ball is going left. And what you're, what I'm kind of beginning to hear now from you a little bit is that may have been part of it, but an also key may have been that the way the topography was is it was already pulling the ball left, no matter where I threw it. It could have been if the if the map on that lane showed that the slope was in that direction that you were missing. It, it very well could have been partly or mostly topography pulling your shot offline, and that is now there is the human element as well as, as you know how you're throwing the ball. 
But those maps, if you look at where your misses were, the map shows that the slope is going that way. Absolutely, gravity was affecting your, your shot making and taking your ball offline. And, you know, when lanes are installed by humans, you know, people have good days and bad days, and they might put a little more pressure, a little less pressure when they screw those, those uh, panels down. And topography changes. There is, if you look at a new install, any bowling center in the world, and take topography maps, there will not be a flat lane in the bowling center because it's just not going to happen. It's impossible. And when Kegel did a test of topography, and they have the machinery to do a completely level lane under the lane, when they did a test with three professionals, it was mind-boggling to see how much their ball went offline. It even shocked them. They were, they were shocked at how much 40 thousandths of an inch could affect their ball motion. It was not a board or two. It was an arrow or two. I mean, so are you thinking ultimately when a, when a pair gets this far out of whack, in your opinion, and it's in a tournament setting like this, is it something that you think should the, should the Open Championship, or no matter what tournament it is, don't want to put them on the spot, but if it's a tournament, should they take that pair of lanes out of play and say, let's just not use these unless you absolutely have to? Or it seems like kind of, you know, in a pro tournament, you could say that hypothetically everyone may have to bowl on that pair, and, and then you're still dealing with some of the luck of the draw and when you cross it and when you hit it, et cetera. But is, that what, or is there an answer to this aside from just, hey, bad luck, hope you don't get that pair the next time you're out there? Well, I agree with you. you know, I don't want to put them on the spot. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the maps yet. I'm going later next month, and I'm going to examine the maps here soon. But if the amount of out-of-level is within spec, then as long as they're providing the maps to show that, I think it's still fair. As long as players take the time to look at those that information that's given to them. If you're given a topography map and the lane is still within spec, then, then I think it's fair, but if it's out of spec, then of course it, be sh- it should be taken out of play because it doesn't meet, meet USBC specifications. But I'm assuming that it is within spec, so they wouldn't have that pair in play. But, you know, if there was no math to show you that, then I would consider that a little unfair, sure. Hey, I uh, want to hit Jerry on the on the app, the Track My Roll app. Again, we're talking to uh, Ron Hatfield and Jerry Patrol. Jerry, let's talk about one of the things for this is how do you, when you actually – how does this take place? I know you guys put up a great YouTube video showing folks how to actually do the video of the person who's bowling. So talk about that and where folks can find that YouTube video, which kind of goes into a, a detailed explanation here of how to actually shoot the video and then upload the information. Sure. You can either search on YouTube for Track My Roll, and you'll find it, um, or go to the trackmyroll.com website and click on the how-to link. And there's two videos there. One's more of a longer explanation of, every single feature in the app and the other ones more of just me showing you where I like to stand on the lane. Um, and that being for a right-hander, I stand in the next lane over on the, the in the gutter, basically. I guess, so that gives me a little extra angle, make sure the bowler's arm doesn't get in the way and uh, make sure you get zoomed in, get all four corners in the frame, but still get as much of that lane in the frame as possible. And uh, that's going to give you the best results in, in my estimation. But definitely check out that video and, and get a detailed demonstration. Hey, Ron, I know we hear bowlers always talk about when, you know, you're watching on TV and you hear Randy Peterson say or someone say, hey, they went by a lesson and they did a lesson, whether it be with yourself or one of the other great coaches out there. And they say it was just a, a little bit of a feel issue where they felt this or they felt that. How do you, how do you help someone who's maybe more on the, the – 
intermediate stages understand that and actually get that little bit of a feel. Whereas, like you say, your Bill O'Neill, who's who's a, a field bowler from you know what all indications are, and, and a guy like that who's up at that you know top level and elite level, where they seem to get that a little bit easier than the intermediate or beginner. Developing feel is a very individual thing. It's not always easy for players to develop feel, but when I have players that need to develop more of that, what I try to do is increase their awareness of what they're currently doing versus what they're trying to do. So let's say it's a particular movement, maybe in the start, then I'll actually have them perform that movement incorrectly a couple of times to feel specifically what we're focusing on that we saw in the video analysis. And then we'll also do that same thing with the correction and have them feel that sometimes even closing the eyes if it's in the beginning of the approach so that they are relying totally on feel and not on any visual awareness, then that can also help to increase that. Some players just naturally seem to have that more than others. I think that goes along with that athleticism. But the ones that don't naturally have it as much as others, we can develop that through specific awareness drills, not drills, but specific awareness moments in their approach where they're focusing on a push or a step or posture and then I really like them to do it both incorrectly and mostly correctly so that if it ever creeps up again, that feel of what they don't want to do is very, very obvious to them. So it doesn't take too long to correct it and get back to where they should be. Well, guys, this has been really good. Again, check out trackmyroll.com is where you can f- find more information about the app. Also, going, it's on the Apple App Store. Also, in Google Play, you can check it in there. Uh, check it out there. Just search it in your search bar and it's going to show up and you're going to download it i got you know jerry we've been talking about this and i have to get the videos right i need to actually get out since vegas i honestly i've bowled six or eight games i've just been really slammed with other things but i really this is a really great tool and something that i think a lot of bowlers who are looking to improve their game and really for me where i want to use it is like what you were saying where you can actually track how each the motion of each ball and the break point of when each ball breaks on the certain patterns and help use that f- for my knowledge in the game. And I think that's really where this is a key for bowlers. And then, honestly, you got Ron Hatfield helping you out here, USBC Gold Certified Coach. And if, if Ron endorses something like this, and if you're a coach who's listening, which I know a lot of them do, this is just seems like a no-brainer. You give, it out, you give it a try, and you can help your students out and really help them take their game to that next level. If you're out there and you, you do download the app and you're having a little bit of trouble, just email that the uh, help email address. I am here. I am going to answer your questions, and I've already helped out a lot of people and gotten you straightened out with how to how to use the app properly. So no hesitation there. Definitely email if you need help. Jerry, you took the words right out of my mouth. In fact, uh, Tim, one thing I want to say is that you know another reason that I was willing to come on board and endorse this with Jerry is I believe very strongly in you know customer service, technical support. And I tell everybody, if you have any problems, most people don't. If you have any issues, it's usually the video angle that I have discovered with most people. They're not close enough on the lane to get a close enough uh, picture of the lane in their camera. So that's the, that's the issue. But I tell everybody, if you have any issues, you will hear back from Jerry quicker than you can imagine. So the support, if you have any issues from Jerry, is amazing. So no worries whatsoever there. And before our time is up, I want to remind folks, check out BowlingThisMonth.com, seeing all the featured ball reviews right there, featured articles, there's tips in there, seeing a great piece right now by Bill Semsrat titled Bowling Ball Balance Hole Fundamentals, talking about balance holes and what, what it means for bowling and how it really changes the role, seeing also a great article about how to 
see clues when you need to make moves. So lots of great information. You're still heading out to the Open Championships, looking at some great articles there. Again, check everything out, bowlingthismonth.com. Hey, Ron, take a minute before we go here. Just talk to all the coaches listening and, and tell them, I mean, you've kind of alluded to it why you're, why you're on board with this, but just take a minute to kind of reiterate that and maybe summarize why, you, why you're a big fan of this app and how it's going to help them out and help their students. I really like what the data gives. And, and a lot of people in today's world with the technology, when they see something visual and, and cool, like the app is, when you look at the app, it's really cool, it really opens their eyes to wanting to learn more about what they what they don't know. A lot of times they don't know what they don't know. And when they see a shot track and the coach explains what they're looking at, the player gets more engaged. I see the eyes really pop open. I see the player get more excited because the visual of their shot is fun to look at. And then they can see very clearly what the coach is telling them. I think a coach that uses this is really going to engage their players more in watching their shot from release through the pin deck because the app does that and then the player wants to see it with their eyes as well. So it's, it's a really cool app to use along with some type of motion analysis program. And I think coaches will benefit also to see their players' consistencies or inconsistencies just like the players will see it. So it's, it's a fantastic add-on tool to other technology they may be using. Again, I want to thank you both for joining me on the Above180.com podcast.